This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with another episode of the BTSC flagship podcast, The Standard is the Standard. And joining me always out on the West Coast, out in Cali, Lance Williams. What's up, Lance? How are you this evening? What's up, sir? Uh, inside joke, userin works well. <laughs> Man, people <laughs> listening to that have no clue what you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, anyways, let's get to the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers news. Like I say all the time in the offseason, say this on our Steelers preview show. I've said it on my show, the Steelers burning question. That is, no news is good news. And if all we're talking about is predicting the Steelers' defensive depth chart, and all we're talking about are these dumb rankings that the NFL Network puts out there, then that is, to me, a very, very successful offseason for the Pittsburgh Steelers, because right now all you're hearing about in terms of news, quote unquote, players getting suspended, players that are getting arrested, maybe a new contract here or there, but typically it's bad news. So Lance, they've stayed out of trouble. I think that's a good omen. Don't you at least so far? Absolutely. Availability is, uh, the number one stat in the National Football League. And if you're suspended, you can't play. So as long as these guys aren't getting into trouble, and at least from the outside looking in, it implies that they're focused. All right. Now, last week, if you're just tuning in and maybe it's your first time ever seeing this show, um, we took a stab at predicting the Steelers' offensive depth chart for the 2019 season. Uh, I I guess essentially we talked about some camp battles, who we thought would win, who we thought would lose, and we kind of gave it uh, our own little spin. So 
this time we're going to go to defense. So if you missed the offensive uh, podcast, go back to last week's show and check that out. Now we're going to talk about defense. Now, Lance, how many positions did we already have knocked down? I think we had, I think we got 25 spots left. Because if you add the specialist, that puts us, I believe, at 28. I think we had 25 on offense. So Right. So I think we were planning on having 25 on defense. So we're assuming yes. that there's, I want to say there's a tight end slash long snapper on the team. We're assuming he doesn't make it. They keep Cameron Canada, who's their long snapper. So you have right. three specialists. So let's, we're not talking about special. I guess we could talk about specialists. That's another episode. Uh, today, we'll talk about the defense. Let's start with the skill positions, just like we talked about with the offense. I want to start from the outside in. Let's start with cornerbacks. How many players do you see them keeping in terms of cornerbacks? We're talking slot and outside cornerbacks. You got to keep six. You got to keep at minimum five if a team spreads you out and they go five wide. So you got to have at least five guys that you can put on the field because you can't realistically put safeties on five wide receivers. You have two mismatches there. I don't care how good your safeties are. So you got to have at least five, and you got to have at least an extra guy to probably play special teams. So I'm going to guess you got to have six corners. Okay, I agree that they'll probably keep six cornerbacks. Now the question is, who are they going to keep? Let's assume that, well, Steven Nelson and Joe Hayden are locks, in my opinion. Um, after that, Mike Hilton currently doesn't have a contract. Uh, he's a restricted free agent. He hasn't signed his tender yet. He's hoping to get a new deal, but I think it's safe to say that he should be on the roster this year in one, one way, shape, or form. So there's your three. Who are the other three that make the team in your opinion? I think you'll be, I think the rookie will make it to your point last week about the Steelers not giving up on rookies and really not trying to admit fault that they drafted a bad guy. So Lane will make it. Um, Cam Sutton will make it because allegedly there's going to be a camp battle between Hilton and Cam Sutton. So Cam Sutton will make it. And the wild card in this mix, don't it'll be it. Artie Burns. No, Artie Burns, no, Artie Burns <laughs> is going to make the roster. Here's why he makes the roster is because in a pinch, he is a veteran with playing time. He does have snaps at the position as a starter. He should presumably be better than any rookie or any guy that you have to pull off the street if you need a corner in a pinch. He's familiar with the defense. Physically, he has the physical capabilities. We all know with Artie Burns, it's in between the ears. So Artie Burns is a safe guy if you need to give a very limited amount of snaps. He is a known, and you always go with the known as opposed to the unknown in football. His experience does give him a, I guess you would say, a notch on the belt. But at the same time, his experience is not good experience. And I wonder if a player like Brian Allen, who now is considered a hybrid cornerback safety, position versatility, we've talked about that on this show a lot, maybe he finds his way on the roster over Artie Burns. We'll see. But we'll, let's, let's get into that as we go to safeties. We both agree they'll keep six. That's six of the 25 right there. Uh, we'll break down as we filter these out. Let's let me, go to let me, one, go. let me add one thing, Jeff. I think sure. the other thing that helps Artie Burns, we talked about the three Ps, and I'm not going to state the three Ps because I always sort of almost forget the three Ps. Pay, the, pedigree, and, and performance. performance. And performance, yes. Pedigree helps Artie Burns. 
teams don't like to cut first round picks, right. even if they disappoint over the course of the initial contract. Teams rarely cut first rounders because you're a first rounder that will typically get you through your first contract. They just won't bring you back and they won't offer you the fifth year. Uh, so, well, they already turned it. They already that that ship has sailed. Exactly. If your option was not picked up. Okay. But you haven't making the team. That's fine. So let's go to safety. So Terrell Edmonds, first round draft pick. He's going to make the team. Sean Davis in a contract year. Uh, former second round draft pick, he will make the team. And then after that, it's a uh, who, you know, I mean, the p- other potential players are Marcus Allen, uh, Jordan Dangerfield, Brian Allen, as I mentioned, who's a cornerback slash safety hybrid. Uh, you got a couple undrafted guys, PJ Locke and uh, Askew Henry, I think is his name from West Virginia. Lance, before we talk about individuals, how many safeties are they going to keep on the roster? I agree it'll be four. I mean, because okay. you got two stars, you got to have two backups. So at minimum, it's four. And I think the battle is between the Allen duet. I mean, the Allens will battle, I think, for that fourth safety spot. I think Jordan Dangerfield will get that third spot because he's played starter snaps. And I think he has the most experience of any of those other guys, those Allen guys in the defense. So again, you go with defense experience, a guy who's played in the defense and started albeit limited snaps, and he's a good special teamer. So I think he has those things over the two Allens. So the camp battle will be between the Allen brothers. It'll be interesting to see. I agree they'll keep four. If they had to try to skim their roster, let's say they want to keep an extra defensive lineman or an extra linebacker, they could easily, if they were going to, we both agree that they don't like to do this, but they could cut Artie Burns, keep Brian Allen. He would be depth at both safety and cornerback. But we'll agree with four, and I agree with that camp battle between Allen and Allen. I would hope Marcus Allen would win that, though. That's a law firm, Allen and Allen. So, <laughs> you know, Allen and Allen, if you ever get in trouble, if any of the Steelers get a DUI, they can call Allen and Allen defense attorneys at law. We don't get we what is it? We don't get money unless we get money for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so we're at ten now. Six cornerbacks, four safeties. We're at ten, at least fifteen positions left. Let's go to the outside linebacker position. Now, this was a position that if one year ago you and I were doing the same show and we were talking about how many linebackers would they keep, there is no chance and you know where that I would have ever said three as the number. And yet there we were. Week one, three players. Bud Dupree, T.J. Watt, and Anthony Ciccolo. Now, a lot of people think that if Ola Adenye didn't pull his hamstring in week four of the preseason, he would have made the roster, which would have meant four. Nonetheless, he did, and they kept a three. So, Lance, what are you seeing from outside linebacker in this upcoming year? Well, those three that you said to start will make it. So you got Watt, Dupree, Ciccolo. You know, it's interesting with the number because they play so much sub-package football the amount of snaps that you have actually four linebackers on the field, it, it, it minimizes every single season, right? It goes down because you're getting the different sub packages where you have three linebackers on the field, multiple players in the secondary. But just for the number count, I think they go with five. I think Ola, Ola, Ola will make the roster. Okay. And um, I think Sutton Smith will make the roster as well because oh, okay. he's a jack of all trades. 
He's a guy that has possession flexibility. I think he's a guy that you can plug and play in different spots. And they need special teams, guys. So I think Sutton Smith also, with his pedigree, being in the draft class and being a draft pick, I think they're going to give him every opportunity to make the roster. I think he will. I think they'll have five. Again, it'll be Watt, Dupree, Chicolo, Ola, 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 and Sutton Smith. I guess by nature you could say that they'll keep five and Sutton Smith could be in that group. I do think Sutton Smith will make the team, but I don't think he's even going to be used unless it's an injury, injury, injury situation on that depth chart. He's a special teams guy, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I guess we'll put him on there. I'll agree with you that five, but technically that's four. And so, we're talking technically there's really just four that will actually play outside linebacker. So his middle name is Sutton Dash. Yes. It, it, it's Sutton Dash Smith. What is it? The uh, <laughs> Jack of all trades, master of none is exactly. the saying. Exactly. That describes Sutton Smith. If you guys listened to the show last week, I made the joke about Dash. Like Dash is that that guy that's number four on the depth chart. Who's Devlin, that guy? Devlin Dash. Hodges. Devlin yes, Hodges. Dash. Yeah. It's Dash. You know, Mrs. or Mr. Dash, a blend, um, herb spice blend for baked <laughs> chicken, fish. In other things. Okay, so we had 10 coming into the outside linebackers, six cornerbacks, four safeties. Now we go five. So now we're at 15. That leaves us 10 for inside linebacker and defensive front. Let's go inside linebacker now. Uh, obviously, uh, we're going to go Devin Bush. Yes. Mark Barron. Yes. yes. Vince Williams. Yes. Those three are all yes. yeses. After that, how many do they keep and who do they keep? They got to keep one more. I mean, you know, you, you got to keep one more. If you got two starters, typically you got to have two in the backup. You got to have two backups. Right. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be Dirty Red. I think Dirty Red is going to be the guy to get that fourth inside linebacker spot. I think it'll be Tyler Manikavich. So it'll be Williams, Barron, Bush, and Manikavich. Man, all these names, when you roll them together, they sound, they really sound like law firms. I mean, Williams, Baron, Bush, and Manikavich. I mean, come on, man. That they could do some litigation for you. Yeah, they could. Um, well, Ulysses Gilbert is the only guy I think that could throw a wrench into this, uh, in terms of the number of players that you keep. Because if he is a strong special teams player, Maybe they keep him along with uh, Matikavich and say, we'll keep five. But again, we're talking about a guy that's just going to play special teams. Um, will he, he'll probably be a game day and active most weeks anyways. Drafted player, same round as Sutton Smith, the sixth round. But I'll agree that they keep four. But what about Robert if, Spillane? What about Spillane? No, he, he, no way? Dash? I don't <laughs> well, no, I don't think so. Um, I think it's just for me. Again, if if Ulysses Gilbert makes the roster and they keep five inside linebackers, he either is just going to play special teams or he's going to be inactive on game day wearing street clothes. So we'll say yeah, we, let's say let's say four. We'll just stick with four. Yeah, we'll we agree might, there won't be there won't be five. Okay, so we have four. So we had fifteen. Now we're at nineteen, and that leaves six players along the defensive front. This is where it gets interesting. So this is where, in my opinion, the Steelers can kind of pick and choose what they want to do. So you obviously have the starting three. That's Cam Hayward. That's Stefan Tuitt. That's Javon Hargrave. You know Tyson Alawalu will be there. Now you have other yeah. two. So you have big, big shade tree, Daniel McCullers, 
You have rookie Isaiah Bugs from Alabama. And I'm trying to think if there's another player that's of note. I'm sure there is. I'm forgetting him. But nah, how many do they keep? Do they keep five? Do they keep, you know? You know, I think uh, this is the position I think they can play with. But I think they'll keep six. I mean, when you go through these names, and you're you're going to be impressed that I know these names. Winston Craig. You're looking at him on your computer. Don't act like you study the roster. Hey, but I, hey, but that is research. <laughs> that that is. Hey, I'm not playing. Play, hey, <laughs> play by play this. guys. Play by play guys and color guys have notes. That's like, true. That's true. <laughs> hey, notes are part of it. But Winston Craig, Casey Sales, Levon Hooks, Henry Mondre, those guys aren't going to make it. I mean, it, th- there's nothing that protect, protects them. Yeah. Pedigree, uh, pay, performance, none of that protects those guys. The thing that protects Bugs, again, I'm going to be a broken record and say it again, is his pedigree. He was drafted. That gets him on the roster. And Big Dan McCullers has some secret photos of the coaching staff in his house. Yep. And so, you know, you combine those two things, hey, you know, he stays on the roster. Dan McCullers is the worst player to be on a team Four years or more, probably in the National Football League. He might be one of the worst defensive linemen. That's a question. Hopefully somebody can respond to it on the group thread. Here's the question. Do you think Daniel McCullers is the worst defensive lineman in Pittsburgh Steelers history? Hmm. Oh, no. No. Who was the free agent they got from San Diego? And it was San Diego at the time. That he he looked like he was on ice skates, man. Every time he was out there, he's just getting pushed around. <laughs> I mean, Dan McCullers might just stand up, but he he doesn't get pushed around like he's on ice skates. He, well, here's the thing though, because that's that would be six players, that would be twenty five, that would hit the fifty three, like we talked about. If they decided that they want to add another defensive back, they could cut McCullers. Yes, they could. They could go with five, and they could add in a Brian Allen type in the back end. That is something that they could do. Or it doesn't have to be Brian Allen. It could be one of the undrafted rookies like Locker, Askew Henry, or uh, it could be a number of players that they would, could keep. So there is Cam Cam Thomas is the guy. Thank you, Matt, that said that in the live chat. Um, he was the player. You remember Cam Thomas? He yeah, got, he, was, he got pushed around. Here's the funny thing about Cam Thomas. They used to put him in goal line. Yeah. And he, man, man, uh, oof. Apollo Ono. He was Apollo Ono. (laughs) He was a speed skater. Not good. Not good. So, okay. There you have the defensive prediction for us. If you disagree, you can. You're entitled to your opinion. Everyone is. Um, Maybe where do you see those numbers changing? I think they're pretty solid. Or maybe, you know, like I said, if they decide they're getting rid of McCullers, maybe Ulysses Gilbert goes in and they keep him as a special teams guy. Um, I am all for that move if, if i'm the coach because the steelers special teams has been awful and if i get some athletes that are fast that are willing to go out and make a play if that's sutton smith if that's ulysses gilbert yes i want to put them on the roster because i think they can make a big difference because the steelers defense i'm sorry their special teams really really needs it hey so, jeff you're yeah. being modest jeff our our opinions are the only ones that matter and are correct. <laughs> Everybody else's opinion, if you're listening to the show, yours doesn't matter. It's our opinion. It's better than you guys. So we're going to get it right. <laughs> Challenge us. We're going to get 53. We're probably going to get at least 50. 
Well, speaking of which, you have Mark Cavalli of The Athletic, formerly of the Pittsburgh Tribune Review, and DP, DK Pittsburgh Sports. He put out a 53-man projection, yes? Yes, he did. And he listened to our show. Where did he differ? Anywhere? No, because he listened to our show on offense. Then he posted his article. I guarantee you <laughs> that. I mean, Kaboom is a good guy. I've had Kaboom. I've interviewed Kaboom a couple of times, but I know how this works. Guys get lazy. I mean, you know. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> just, 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 just listen to a really good pod. Take the numbers. Do your show after that. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. That's part of this business. I've learned over, what, about 15 years of doing pods that, you know, depending on the size of your pod or your following, guys will either just rape and pillage your information or just, you know, steal it nicely. Yes. And so they take from us. They don't rape and pillage us. They just take it nicely. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, that's a whole different conversation for a whole other day yeah. in terms of yeah. secondhand news sources like behind yeah. the steel curtain.com and stuff of that nature. But you know what? I think that our 53 is pretty solid. And when you look at it, Lance, agree or disagree, really not that many training camp battles to note. Am I right? I mean, it really isn't. Yeah, I mean, you know, training camp battles, that that's always that's football's way of creating stories when it's slow our camp battles. I mean, that that's the like the football, you know, stuff that we do, talk shows, articles. That's like the football speculation cake, our camp battles. I mean, for the most part, on most teams, 45 to 46 of the roster spots are probably already taken. I'd say it's even more. It's probably about 47, 48. There's typically only five to six spots in question every single season. Um I'll say more, probably seven, because you got seven draft picks, seven to eight draft picks. A lot of times for most teams, you know, your sixth to seventh round guys are on the bubble. They don't make it, but you're typically bringing in a new five guys. You lose some guys in free agency. So it doesn't even pan out that way from a number perspective. So there's there, there's rarely a lot of battles on a team. The sign of a bad team is you have a bunch of roster battles. I mean, if you have a ton of roster battles, your team is pretty bad. I would expect a team like Arizona to have, you know, camp battles all along that roster because they were awful. A team like the Steelers, you know, very close to making the playoffs, started, what, 7-2-1. and one. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of those spots are pretty much locked up. Yeah, no, I agree, 300%. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Really like the point about a team with a lot of camp battles is not a good team. I like that point. Now, here's a uh, let's switch gears a little bit from our predicting the depth chart to doing some other predictions. Now, I'm not sure if you saw these articles or if anyone that's listening to the show saw these no. articles, but myself and Simon no. Chester, who's my deputy manager, when we were 30 days out from training camp, this is something I used to do with Neil Coolong back when I started with the website. We did 30 predictions in 30 days. And so what that is, is every other day, we I'll do one and he'll do one the next day. 
we're just doing random predictions. They can be individual predictions. They can be team predictions. I want to throw some at you and you tell me whether it'll happen or whether, whether it won't happen. You give me your opinion. Okay. So this is so, uh, so correct me. So correct me. So, you know, I get these wrong all the time. So am I answering true or false? And then give him a, I'm true or well, false. It, yeah, I mean, you can say true or false. That's fine. It, it's a prediction. So, like, for instance, uh, here's the first one. The Steelers will win at least 10 games in 2019. True. Okay. I agree. I think it'll happen. Um, let's see. Over the one yesterday. Uh, I did this one. In 2019, the Steelers will reach 50 sacks for the third straight season. True. You do? Okay. So, that'll be the first time in team history that, that would happen. Now, I actually went into detail about why I think it's going to happen. Uh, you played both sides of the coin, but I said how, for me, I thought that the coverage was going to be better. Quarterback holds onto the football longer. But then someone else brought a really good, good point. Lance, let me know what you think about this. Is that the, the Steelers' secondary improving, or hopefully improving, It won't. they won't have to be so aggressive in their blitz packages. Do you agree with that? And that might lead to a lower sack count. Hmm. If the coverage is better... They may not be as aggressive in their blitz pack. They don't have to sell out so much to try and, and you know, they can basically play coverage more and trust that their guys are going to actually cover something that they've struggled with in the past. Um, I'd have to think about. It. I'd say no. Okay. I'd say I, I I disagree with that one. I mean, they're 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 a, they're a blitzing team. They blitz. I yep. mean that that that's one of the things that they do. I think the coverage on the back end, they'll be more aggressive blitzing because okay. I think they'll think they'll be able to hold up on the back end in one-on-one coverage with two better corners that they can meet. They, they can leave those corners a little bit more vulnerable and bring more guys and not have to protect those guys as much with the zone. I think they're going to be playing with more leads, which I think is going to lead to them uh, getting 50 sacks as well. Okay. I like that. Here's another one. A defensive player for the Steelers will record at least five interceptions in 2019. Yes. Okay, who do you think that'll be? I think that will be Joe Hayden. All right. I, I, I'm I tempted to say that it would be someone like Sean Davis, but I'm not going to go that far. I'll agree with you with Hayden. But I think someone will. I think they're definitely going to be better off. Um, and then we'll do one more here and we're going to have plenty of these to talk about in the future. Um, here we go. Uh, the Steelers offense will average 28 points per game in 2019. Remember the mark used to always be 30. I, I, I did this one. So I knocked it down to 28 points per game. Hell no. What? They were close last year with 28. Yeah, with Antonio Brown as well. Oh, jeez, here we go. No, no, but I, I don't, I don't think it has to average twenty-eight. I, I think the magic number is twenty-six and above. I don't have the the stats in front of me, but I think I would say seventy-five to eighty percent of the playoff teams last year averaged twenty-six and above. I think the number is twenty-six. The bigger thing is point differential. So if you average twenty-six. I mean, you want your point differential to be around five and a half points or okay. Above. Well, let me let me give you the the years the the average points per game since two thousand and fourteen. Are you ready? Yeah. In two thousand fourteen, they averaged twenty six point six. Two thousand fifteen, twenty five point four. Two thousand sixteen, twenty four point four. Two thousand seventeen, twenty six point four. Two thousand eighteen, twenty six point eight. So I looked at it from this way. 
I said if the goal is not 30 points per game, if if their kicker can make more kicks, Ben Roethlisberger doesn't throw horrendous interceptions in the red zone. But if they can continue their red zone success and they get a defense that creates more turnovers, which equates to more offensive possessions, I could see it happening. I seriously could, but that's just me. Well, you can call me Ray, and you can call me Jay. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of ifs, man. I mean, let's just oh, add yeah. some more ifs. I mean, well, it's not so much that it's a lot of ifs, but it's one of those situations where some of that stuff happened. Yeah. You know? I'm sure they you did have a good red zone offense last year. I'm sure didn't you get say that, you know, sometimes when you're on the tee box. If I could hit it around this tree and land it soft right here, I have an approach shot from about 75 yards. Yeah, but I, I, I do that. Just... <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I said that because I just wanted to hear you brag. <laughs> I, 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 just want, <laughs> I, I just wanted to hear you brag. There well, you maybe for you is if, if I hit this approach shot within – eight feet maybe i'll make the putt not two putt for par yep. and get this birdie there you go you know the, right. bare, the barometric pressure and the humidity <laughs> when the ball is cutting look i, I mean it, it's more differential of points i mean if you're not scoring a lot of points you can't give up much i mean that's just kind of how it works i mean that's a rudimentary way of just saying it you know if you score more points if you're like the chiefs you're scoring like close to 35 a game. You can give up 28. It's just about differential. Yeah. Um, and, and for them, if they scored 25 to 24, I would love to see them give up 17. Well, 17 would probably be the best in the NFL. You know, give up under 20, anywhere between 17 to 19 and a half. Score about 25 points. Maybe the differential is close to a touchdown. But it's got to be in that sweet spot of above five points, five and a half points. It's got to be above that. The issue, as we talked about, I talked about on my show a couple of times, it's replacing Antonio Brown's touchdowns, and it's also replacing the touches, how many touches he gets, and spreading those touches around at the wide receiver position, how they're going to do that. They're going to have to figure out some things on offense. So I could see a case where they sputter a little bit out the gate, find their way towards the end of the season. And if you did like split stats or something like that, and you look at the average points per game in different periods of the season, I'll give you that, that maybe it could get to 27. Let's say in the last six games, last four games, you know, as they, as they start to find their mojo, hopefully over the course of the season. Okay, so uh, we'll talk about these predictions and stuff um, as time goes on because we're going to continue to do this. So we'll bring them up every show. I do want to ask you one quick question before we possibly take some questions in the live ch chat and then call it a show. And that is an article that I wrote. It's a simple article. It was called Pick Your Poison. And that's where I bring up two, two of anything. Uh, it could be, obviously, two of the worst quarterbacks. But in this case, it was who are the best bookend outside linebackers for the Steelers. And you had two choices. It was Kevin Green and Greg Lloyd. This is three, four outside linebackers. So I don't want to hear about Jack Ham. He was a four, three linebacker. Okay. So three, four linebackers, Green and Lloyd or Woodley and Harrison in those 2000 teams. Who you got? That's a tough one. Um, so you said Green and Lloyd. Kevin, Kevin Green and Greg Lloyd, the Blitzburg defenses of the 90s. Or I'm going to go with that one. I, I think um, I think Debo, 
Now I'm gonna go with that one because I think Kevin Green is better than Debo. I think his his statistically he's better, his track record's better. He's a Hall of Famer. I mean, he has a gold jacket. Th- that ranks. So when you have a gold jacket, you're the best of the four. Period. And I think Avoid Lloyd was better than Lamar Woodley. Um, I I think Lamar Woodley was largely a product of Harrison's dominance. And so you got a lot of slide protection to Woodley, uh, not to Woodley, excuse me, to Debo. Debo got a lot of the blocking priority, which freed up Woodley. Not to take away from how productive Woodley was, but I think Avoid Lloyd was a better individual player than Woodley. So I'm going to go with Green and Lloyd as, as the better of the two, largely because, again, I think Lloyd was better than Woodley, but largely because that one of the pair has a gold jacket. And that's it's it really is kind of personal preference. Some people they talk about James Harrison. He won won two Super Bowls, had a big play in the second one. Uh Woodley won a Super Bowl and all that stuff, but at the same time, it is personal preference, you know. So I thought that was pretty interesting to uh you know, just talk about off season talk, you know? So, okay. So let's get to some questions. We have some people firing away already. Cause I already asked them if they had any questions, just so you know, if you're in the live chat right now, you see the snowman has used the, the live or the super chat feature. That's why his question and comment is highlighted in green. And that means we will guarantee to answer that. You can use that by where it says chat publicly at BTSE Steelers radio. You can see the little money symbol to the right, hit that money symbol Donate any money, put it in the tip jar. We appreciate it to $5 from Snowman. He says, hey, Jeff and Lance, will you be making an app for Behind the Steel Curtain? Unfortunately, because Behind the Steel Curtain is a part of SB Nation, which is a part of Vox Media, that's above my head. I will say that if you want a very quick fix into finding everything Behind the Steel Curtain and you don't want to go through like your uh, Google Chrome app or anything like that, Use if you're not an iPhone user, use your Apple News feed. Behind the Steel Curtain does have their own feed. It get everything is right there for you. Very simple. Sometimes they do strip some content out of there, but for the most part, what you see is what you get. So if you're looking for an app, that's about as close as we get right now. Hey, Snowman, man, that's a great point. I'm gonna make a pitch on this show right now. Powers that be, SB Nation, Vox Media. Let's. We need an app. We need an app. Nice. We need an app. And users need to be able to go on the app and pick the teams that they follow. And it pushes the content in the podcast, articles, content, podcasts, everything catered to the teams that you pick. Come on, Vox. We're a little bit slow on that. Yeah. And then you, Snowman, you're not the first person that's asked me that. Trust me. Um, if we all, I, I go to my superior and he is, it's above my head and he is his, and it's just this long chain. So there you have it. All right. Uh, a few more questions. Um, Will James Conner have more catches than Dante Moncrief in 2019? Yes. Mm, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no to that. Um, let's see here. The Pittsburgh Steelers need to free up another 4 to $5 million in cap space. How do they do it? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
Hmm, not looking at the cap allocation right now. It'll I'll be give you a couple names. I'll give you a couple names. Stefan Stefan Tuitt. Uh, he yes. could be restructured. If you keep Chris Boswell, I believe he could be restructured. Um, I have a feeling that there are some other who's another player that they could possibly restructure that just got a new deal. They haven't restructured. Villanueva. I'm pulling it up right now. Deal. Yes. Um, how many years left does David DeCastro have on his deal? Well, he's already restructured once, so he can't okay. do it again. So he's restructured. Uh, honestly, I mean, you could go to the Bank of Ben. I mean, you could you can always go to the Bank of Roethlisberger. Uh, <laughs> he's you know, got him. You, he's got him by the balls, anyways. <laughs> you know, you can always go to the Bank of Roethlisberger. Um, Alejandro Villanueva is one you could do. I mean, the the formula typically for guys you could restructure is, you know, guys that you owe a big base salary that have multiple years left remaining on your contract. Those are guys that can do it. You take a portion of their base salary, you spread it out, and the proration lasts for a longer amount of time. Those would be the guys that you could do. Uh, just looking at this, um, you said David DeCastro already did it. I think so. Um, so, yeah, like the dead money charge for cutting. Um, Cam Hayward could be a guy. That you Cam Hayward, he's already restructured as well. Um, uh, I would okay. say, what is the dead money if they cut someone like Anthony Ciccolo, who just signed a new deal, or Eli Rogers? Uh, where's Ciccolo? Ciccolo's deal's not big enough. There's not enough money in it. On uh, a dead money cap charge for his waiving would be two point two million. There's not enough money in it. All I'm that saying is, would there be cap savings there? Um, yeah, but not, you won't get enough cap savings. Okay, gotcha. You need, you know, you need a big deal, like a pouncy, uh, where the debt money charges like 13 million. You need a big deal, like pouncy, somebody that's getting a big, a big amount of base salary. It's just not enough juice in, in, in Chickalo's salary. Okay. Um, All right. Well, let's go on to the next question. Um, how many scrimmage yards will James Conner have this season? Hmm. Let's see how many did he have last year? He had a uh, nine hundred plus rushing. Yeah, like nine fifty three. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think receiving. I can't. I want to say it might have been like uh, two hundred. I was gonna say. I was gonna say if he stays healthy, I'll take between twelve and thirteen hundred all-purpose yards. Let me give you the numbers here. I love the internet because you can pull this stuff up really quickly. Yeah, 973. That's pretty good, Lance. I was 20 yards off. Um, he had 973. We'll round that up to 1,000. And he had 500 receiving yards. Oh, 500. Okay. Yeah, 497. So 1,500 scrimmage that, yards. That was only playing in 13 games. So in that case, I would say probably about the same. I think the numbers could be about the same. His rushing might go up or down. I say sixteen hundred. What do you say? I say that's about right. I was going to say about sixteen fifty to seventeen hundred. Okay, because uh, he's he's definitely going to get more. If Mike Tomlin is true to his history, he's going to get more than two hundred and fifteen rushing attempts. Yeah. So, which will be a theme for your upcoming show. So check that out when it publishes on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, Let me ask you this. Let me so, ask you this before you get to the next point. You talked about Dante Moncrief and receptions. James Conner has, now I'm looking at the stats, had 55 receptions last year. Do you think Conner will have more receptions than that? And do you think if he does, Moncrief will have even more receptions than that? He had 55? 
yes. He had 55 receptions for 497 yards. I would say if he stays healthy, yes, he would have more than that. Will Moncrief have more? Uh, that's tough. I would see Moncrief in the 60, well, the, or I'm hoping 70 range around there. So I just think about what Le'Veon Bell used to have, man. When he was a, when he was the full-time back, he had a ton of receptions, ton of receptions. How about this with Moncrief? Let's say Connor has more receptions. He has like 65. He averages around nine yards of reception. But Moncrief has, let's say, 50, but he averages 13 yards a catch, 14 yards a catch. Would you, would you, would that difference in receptions be okay if the yards per reception, let's say, differed by five to six yards? So if Connor averaged nine last year, let's say Moncrief gives you 50 catches, averaging 14 yards a catch. Is well, that I mean, a good trade-off? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Because yeah. they need someone that's going to stretch the field a little bit. Yeah, uh, you, can't dink and dunk, you can't dink and dunk all your way down the field. So there you go. Um, <laughs> this may be a good one to end on. Thomas White says, would you leave two unknown nude women alone in your hotel room with $1 million in cash and jewelry? <laughs> would you leave them alone? Well, that's what he's referring to Le'Veon Bell's situation and how those girls oh. stole the jewelry. <laughs> oh, oh. Hey, man. You know. That's don't, a, be, don't be that guy if you're not that guy. That's right. So, all right, man. But hey, this has been a good show. Very clean, very crisp. I thought it was good. I thought everyone enjoyed it. Remember, check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. Eight articles a day uh, during the week, during the offseason. There's nothing to talk about, so we're trying to find stuff for you. On top of that, make sure you're checking out Behind the Steel Curtain's podcast platform. Anywhere where you download your podcast. One thing I'm, I really want to emphasize in the month of July is to leave a comment, a review for our podcast so like when you're on itunes you find our podcast subscribe give us a good rating leave a comment we really really appreciate it, it helps boost us in the search engines and things of that nature so anywhere you find a podcast do that also find us on youtube btsc steelers radio subscribe like comment a nice little community there we appreciate it lance anything you have to say before we call it a show userin is good for dry skin that's that is true that is true <laughs> always so, always let me in the show by saying tune in tell a friend and subscribe amen brother we'll see you next week for another episode of the standard is the standard it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.